What Disney movie is that? Um, Balto. No. <laughs> it's one of the best ones, honestly. Yeah? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's one where, like, there's a lot I of bubbles or something. I haven't heard of it. What, Balto? Yeah, Balto. Well, my kids are grown now. Yeah, but... Oh, How boy. old is it? It's pretty old. <laughs> really? <clears throat> I mean, it... <clears throat> I mean, it came out never in the 90s. What? Yeah. It's, well, about, weird. it's about Balto, the, the, the medicine dog that, that, that delivers the, the medicine to the kids in Alaska. You know, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I have not heard of it. This, that might be the name of the episode. Okay, wait a minute. Balto? Yeah, Balto. <laughs> no, to be fair, I call it Balto because either. nobody's ever heard of it. Well, I... I've heard of it. I've just never seen it. What? All right. Pretty much what, what I'm doing right now, like this very instant as we speak, <clears throat> is um, I'm pulling up every one of Arpen Bazu and John Liu's tweets from today. Because uh, we're going to need them. <clears throat> I have been not looking at the Twitter. There, Well, a lot happened today. Yeah, well, I saw all I needed to see. A lot happened yesterday. Let, let me let yeah. me let me let me look. Let me bring on my calendar. A lot happened Saturday. A lot happened since our last episode. <laughs> A lot happened. To be fair. To be fair. Yeah. Um. Do, do, do. Okay then. <clears throat> Five. Four. Four. Three. Two, two, and one. Hey, song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Good oh, evening, oh, Habs fans. We'll there are any left? <laughs> How's everyone feeling tonight? I feel like I'm addressing an audience of three or four, perhaps, <laughs> outside of the outside of the uh, present company excluded. I despaired, as people recall from last week, for reasons that I believe, well, I think are still there. Recently, um, not to talk about the Leafs, but um, I believe we should talk about the Leafs for a second. Anybody that's been keeping up with the LFR videos, as I do from Steve Dangle, um, I can say without any sort of um, <clears throat> benefit of the doubt. No, no, actually, no. That's not the that's not the turn of phrase I want to use. Without any sort of doubt in general, that LFR thirteen, which no is compunction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can say that with yeah. that LFR thirteen. This year's LFR is essentially a descent into madness. <laughs> It is, it's, 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 it's incredible, it's depressing, but there was the first minute of <laughs> what Dangle mentioned in his video after the Leafs lost against, oh, who the hell was it again? Was it, Buffalo. was it Buffalo? Yeah, hey, Buffalo friends, we <laughs> have, we, we share a, 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 the same heart for our, 
righteous hatred of the Leafs. Anyway, whatever whatever Steve said in the first minute, I felt that I felt almost the same about the Habs in so far as to say, why do we do what we do? Why do I do what we do? Why do I do what I do, rather? Um, well, it's because of days like these. Uh, because some really interesting stuff came out of the Habs' uh, mothership. And uh, who knows what's going to happen with the rest of the season. But that's why we are here to watch. My name is David Ojay, and I'm at MetalDave01 on Twitter.com. I'm joined, as always, by Beth. Hello. Um, you can find me at H-A-V-E-R-H-U-I-T on Twitter.com. And Veronica. Yeah, I am at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper on Twitter. And we're the Happy Hour at Happy Hour on Twitter.com. And like, okay, I'm, I'm trying to, <clears throat> I'm trying to wrap my head around this, this, this past week. Last week's episode was on the tailcoats of an abysmal meeting with the uh, with the Arizona Yotes. And um, abysmal because of the resurgence of a power play that is rather more of a meager play than a power play. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. I'm trying to think if over the course of the past other few games that were played this, uh, this past week... If, if anything if anything else happened so we had the coyotes and then on wednesday oh yeah we're up against the bruins i went to watch that at a bar with a friend and that sucked and then and then and then it was the uh the uh oh the penguins oh yeah we can never never you know discount Sidney crosby and evgeny malkin and the penguins over at the pbg arena did you know that it was french night at the pbg that night ha 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 congratulations Latang. And then uh, Saturday night against the Stars, a back-to-back where you you take Carey Price and you put him against the Penguins, and you're like, you know what? You didn't work hard enough. Let's also put you up against the Stars, in which they lost in overtime after losing a three-nothing lead, which is not actually quite the story of that game. We've said it once. On this podcast, many times in the past, actually, and we're going to say it again. The refs have no fucking idea what the motherfucking, what the fuck they are doing. I do not care that they are human. I don't give a fuck. I have a job that I perform. I have peer review every fucking week from, they from my superiors. They make fucking figure. It is, it is a joke. It is a catastrophe. And it's not just the Habs. Just ask the fucking Toronto Maple Leafs. Ask any team in the NHL. Hey, what was the worst call that happened? And every team in the game will have a story that is more justifiable than the last. It's a fucking apparently, joke. Apparently, the Canadians' record is more formidable than most. It is because they get the least calls against. And yeah. if the if the if, if, if the specter of a reason is that it's because Cross Julien. 
called them out earlier in the season? If you're telling me that officials are biased, then they're not officials and this is not a sport. Instead, they're clowns getting paid to do nothing but look good and we're essentially playing nothing but dice in a fucking alley. It's not hockey. It's not a actual sport with rules. It's bullshit. Well, we talked about it a, a few weeks ago, my uh, son's conspiracy theory about how the refs are all just, you know, in it, in on it with the NHL and trying to manage games and do it for ratings. And uh, I don't know, like, I, I, I don't know that there's nothing to that. Um, yesterday, my boyfriend was actually making a comment to me about how he saw that there's going to be uh, women referees in the NHL. Or women referees somewhere soon? Um, I, I haven't heard I about any of this. I thought that was uh, football. But oh, I don't know. it could be football. Yeah, but anyway, my first reaction was football. they're going to call everything. The women referees are going to call everything. <laughs> if you're doing something wrong on the ice that isn't allowed, it's going to get called. And the, the way that I see it with these referees, I mean, yesterday, Max Domi getting a high stick to the face where he was bleeding and ago. still bleeding after Twice. the game. Twice. Right in front of the ref. What's that? What, what are you trying to do? Are you there to do a job or are you there to create drama and create controversy and create excitement or whatever it is that you think that you're doing? Um, I think it is an absolute laughing stock. What happened I... in that game on Saturday? Yes. Unfortunately, I didn't watch the game, but I um I I don't give a fuck about refs, and I haven't in for a long time, and this goes further to my point, but it's it's getting worse. Every season it gets worse. And there was that. Domi is bleeding in his post-game comments because of high sticks. Uh, Kovalchuk's stick gets slashed in half. Oh, God. No fucking And nothing call. happens. Armia is tripped in overtime. <clears throat> which I think is actually the softest thing that they did not call. Because that's the only one where I say, oh, I get it. It's either a hook or a chip. Either way, he's on the ice. And if they missed it, and if that was the only thing they missed, hey, that sucks. But... There's that. And I think the, the, the main controversy today, which of course happens today, is that uh, Claude, after that game, comes out and says that we were, we were up against two teams that night. The Stars and the Officials. And I think that's as plain as you could say it. Today, he just lost $10,000 because the NHL says that you can't do that. You can't speak out against the officials like that. It's unsportsmanlike. Why? I don't understand. It's, it's unprofessional. While, while Dean Martin, or whatever the fuck that guy's Morton, name is. Morton, like the fucking Morton. salt girl. Yeah, Dean Morton Gallagher made some comment. It might not have been very nice to the guy after the <laughs> OT. And he says on a hot mic, you can go fuck yourself, blah, 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 blah. And Gallagher says... Oh, I can go fuck myself, or you can go fuck yourself. And he absolutely yeah. should say that. Dean Morton can go fuck off into the sun. 
for all I care. And he's just going to trot off whatever and get a smack on the wrist for mouthing off against the guy that's actually playing the game. It's horseshit. And the NHL has to figure this out. I don't fucking understand what the deal is here. What, I think that why they, uh, are they so fucking bad at what they fucking do? Because they can. Because they can get away with it. Because it's sanctioned by the NHL. And they're building up. And they're going to be worse in the playoffs. Because they see how much controversy and conversation it starts. Mm -hmm. They do it because they can. They're managing games. Claude said it. And he's right. And they're, they've been... Uh, particularly uh, egregiously bad in the last two playoffs, uh, in the last two years of the playoffs, and they're leading up to doing it again because they're seeing the controversy and the, the, just the chatter that, that it creates. They're doing it for ratings. They're doing it for, for themselves, for money, for revenue. For, they can do it, so they will. And then they, then they look back about how we're all human and you can't expect everybody to see everything where you see these refs are right in front of the play and they decide they to don't. do nothing. And yet... There's four fucking people on the ice whose job it is to look at that shit. And they miss, they miss air quotes, so much shit for no reason. Not only that, but for whatever reason, referees and officials are held on the Mount Olympus of untouchables in this sport, and I don't get it. Yes. They are wrong all the time, and yet people say, oh, no, 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 no. You can't blame the refs. The game's too fast. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, the refs have a hard job. They're only human. Man! Are you fucking kidding me? I just, I just, but I How think. How many times have we said it? I think Arpen Bazu had like an article written up, or he had like a string of tweets where he says he doesn't understand why officiating is as it is now. Why are there so many officials on the ice? Why isn't there an official that's only job is to watch video? And if something goes wrong on video, he pings the ref on the ice and says that that's a penalty for A, B, and C. And let me not, let me not even bring in the fucking Toronto War Room into this either. It's a fucking embarrassment. I don't even understand why people bother to play the sport if it's like this. I'm exactly. St I'm starting to understand like why baseball is such a clusterfuck at the moment. You know, an ump can't can't call a pitch right when millions of people, millions of people that haven't <laughs> called a fucking game in their life watch the ball go into the strike box and say, "Well, that's a strike," and the and the ump calls a ball or yeah. whatever happens. I don't watch baseball; it fucking sucks. Anyway. <laughs> The game is really fast. Hockey's really fast. And yes, people are human. And you could, I, of course, you could understand human error. And But the the egregious ways that this is occurring now, it's, it's kind of like, yeah, it's like, well, then you're not qualified to do your job if that's how much you miss, quite frankly. And that's Seriously, like even... if I was that bad at my job, I wouldn't have a job anymore. Yeah. 
Just a bunch of old white people with old white privilege again. Anyway, <laughs> that's probably not the case. But if you look at them, they seem to be of us. Anyway, anyway. anyway. <laughs> it really, it is it's really anyway. white. And never mind anyway. what they've done uh, with <sighs> regards to, like, they still haven't. I was just watching, it turned out to be a replay. I thought I was watching a live game today. <laughs> between the Sabres and the Leafs, but there was a goal or, or there was a puck that wound up in the pads of Frederick Anderson and they were analyzing it, you know, for 25 minutes to see oh if it had crossed the line or not. Fucking God. Can we please get better technology? It's inexcusable. We landed a fucking... <laughs> People have walked the moon and we can't get an HD camera on a no. fucking goalpost. No. no. Um I just I don't get it. It's so dumb. Like and I don't under, like it it just makes no sense like why like nobody's going to go and stab a referee. Like I really think that that's not something that's going to happen. But I found something out today that I really resonated with. So I used to be a tipped employee. Um, and as a tipped employee, you are not supposed to go and chase after somebody who doesn't tip you and ask them why they didn't tip you. So if you get stiff, you just have to deal with it. And a lot of places will fire you if you do that when, when that happens. Um, and I found out today that in 2001, Peter Laviolette was fined $200 for chasing down refs after a game who were, were refusing to meet with him because he wanted to talk to them about their officiating and they were like no 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 i don't we don't want to talk to you whom, whom? and it's just like these people affect your livelihood why can't we talk to them it's like they they don't have to do post game press conferences they don't they're not required to talk to coaches they're not required to talk to players they're not required to do anything they basically if they just stand there and they just jump over the puck when it's near them. They're that's and they they go home. They get paid a hundred thousand dollars a year. Yes, like and let that me have goes that back, job. Yeah, that goes back to my point of why is it happening? Because they can get away with it. Absolutely. Because they can. That's it. Nobody has policed them. They're managing games, and then for fucking Gary Bettman to come out and back them up and talk about how they're extraordinarily good. They've been particularly bad this season, as you say, David, not just with the Habs, with all of the teams. And it's, again, there are things that are forgivable, but there are things that are just absolutely shameless. And they're doing it because they can, because they, then they can set up their games as, ooh, tune in for this one. It's going to be a wild one, and we'll make sure of it. I know that... Um, that they did not lose to Dallas on Saturday night in overtime because of the refereeing, but the refereeing was terrible. It didn't help. It was terrible. And it, and it blatantly looked to me as an extremely biased person, but still trying to be a little bit cool headed about it. It did look blatantly to me like they got together and they decided how they were going to like how this game was going to go. Well, the thing is Veronica is that you're not even alone in that sentiment. People that have been watching the sport as long as us, longer than us, were like, well, that's a weird way to call a game. And it's just, that's the, that's the tale of the tape. It was horseshit. Yeah. 
Like, and I just brace yourselves for play- playoffs yeah. because it's going like, to be awful. I feel like we shouldn't know the names of referees the way we do. Like, great, but we like, used to. They used to have names on their jerseys, and now they don't. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, like, huh. no, don't get me wrong. Like, I know they're there for a reason. And allegedly, not allegedly is the wrong word, but like the idea of them being there used to be for an important job. But now, I mean, with the exception of Wes McCauley, if we know the name of a referee, it's because he's an asshole. And we hate when he's officiating our team. The, I'm going to interject, the last time, I think, and I could be wrong, but the last time that the league interjected on a call was that fucking boneheaded call that TJ Luxmore made on fucking Lekkanen last season. Oh my god. Where they gave him mm-hmm. an embellishment after he Ugh. scored that goal, right? And yes. the league the next day said, yeah, it's not an embellishment, so we're wiping it off his record. That's the last time I think the league like went in on a call and said, nope, that was a bad call. For the Habs. I don't know if the same thing has happened to any other player in the entire league. Honestly, and let's not, and you know, we're, and this is like almost a side conversation with the other conversation with Evander Kane talking about suspensions Mm -hmm. and the player safety stuff. So, okay, that's a whole other aspect of this shit. The fucking game against the Bruins, the Dano Chara throws Brendan Gallagher off a cliff and he only gets fined $5,000. And Gallagher got a penalty. And Gallagher got a fucking <laughs> for penalty. For falling the fuck down. Like, oh, for getting cross-checked by Zidane Ochera. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, he didn't get thrown off a cliff. My bad. Yeah, it was a cross-check to the face. Throat. Sorry. Throat. Yeah, our bad. I tweeted that day that he's looking for another broken neck on his repertoire. Oh. Fucking Zidane Ochera. Yeah. Anyway, so, like, that happened. And then, like, the, that, so... If only Claude Julien cross-checked the ref, he wouldn't have lost another $5,000. Yeah, exactly. There's a whole system of, like, I don't know. I, I don't know what to call it. Like, the checks and balances between what players go through and what coaches go through when it, it we're kind of getting to different conversations here because one's, like, <laughs> an on-ice incident between players. Another one's, like, the fucking – the officials, which is, like – like, like, the officials are like the fucking, God, what the, what the hell's the name of that goddamn thing? The, uh. The mafia. Ah, uh, no, no, no. The. Uh, the. Uh, the. Gestapo. What the hell's the... that name of that freaking thing? Ah. <laughs> uh. What? What's the name of the, of the. Of the of the blanket that that had Jesus's like remains on it. The, the freaking... shroud oh, that... of Turin. The shroud. Yeah. Yeah. The shroud of Turin. The shroud of Turin. That's what the fucking officials are. We can't touch the damn thing. They're like they're untouchable. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. How come they are not held to scrutiny? Now here's the thing. Imagine if it's like an eyes wide shut case where they have like some sort of crazy you know, ritual for all the rest. Well, at least then if somebody said, yes, they are, like, they're they're drawn and quartered, then they're put back together again. It's like, oh, okay, that sucks. <laughs> you know, I just, I don't, I don't fucking get it. What is the medieval conspiracy 
with the goddamn are they are they masons are the officials masons <laughs> you know they're they're just there helping to grow the game by their decoration excitement yeah yeah they're a pr firm for a bunch of guys who miss so much shit on the ice they sure are in front of a lot of plays and getting in the fucking way a lot too I think that we have to brace ourselves for just worse. It's just going to get worse because Gary Bettman came out and said yesterday, he basically said yesterday, you're all idiots and the refs are all fantastic. They're extraordinarily good. I'm extraordinarily comfortable. Sports though. Exactly. Well, he's, he knows about business. He knows about business. Business is a booming. And he's drumming up business. <clears throat> the more the more the people are talking about it online, the more the people are. That's why Don Cherry had a job for so long until he, they just simply couldn't keep him anymore. Honestly, I've said it. I, I said it a couple of years ago in in um, with regard to the Predators being in that final and all of the noise, noise, noise circus that's created outside of the game. Um, it's the side sport and it's uh, media love it too, right? Media, media go to breakfast, lunch, and dinner on this shit. I just think that all of the side noise, and this is going to go into what happened last week in Montreal too, that all of the side noise is just, it's, it's worthless and a distraction and it just gets in the way of players who are, trying to play a game. Um, I listened to Chris Nyland today on the Habs lunch, and he was amazing. And this is with regard to the Shea Weber injury and the subsequent reporting. What does Nyland know about the official? Exactly. No, no, no. He he is the number one penalty guy in Habs history, so he has an idea. What he had to say, and what he had to say also was, there was some, um, I, I can't remember who said it to me today. Oh, it was Brian Wild who said that this stuff doesn't happen all the time. Brian Wild. Well, Chris Nyland seems to think it does. And Chris Nyland played a few games in the NHL. And other people who weren't surprised about this kind of thing happening on the ice is Bob McKenzie. Um, who else mentioned it? Um, anyway, Chris Nyland said this, this kind of thing, this kind of like shit talk between referees and players, it's been, it's a tale as old as time, as they say. But what Chris was getting at today that I wanted to touch on was, um, you have to have all of the players going in the same direction. Um, what the, what his problem with what the, what, with what happened to the Habs on Saturday night was the defensive play. And how you have to commit as a unit, as a team, to play defensively and to play well defensively. And according to him, and it stands to reason, that if you do commit to play in that fashion, the offensive opportunities ensue. And now what he was saying is that you've all got to be together. You've all got to have the same mind. You've all got to be in the same uh, frame of mind to win and you can't do that it's it's just it makes it harder 
all of this outside noise, everybody on social media having a voice, um, rumors that get started and that just get perpetuated and nobody even finds a source. Like today, somebody was talking about how um, Mark Bergevin said that uh, he wasn't going to trade Thomas Tatar or Jeff Petrie. Well, and that's just the thing that everybody's very angry about because he should, according to all of the armchair GMs. But I'm just like, where did that start? Who said that? I don't have video of him saying that. So how do I yeah. know he said that? Who said that? Where do these things start? I want sources. Cite your sources. Uh, come to think of it, it might have been Pierre Lebrun. Oh. Who I believe. Who I trust and believe. God now damn it, Pierre. It. <laughs> but it's just like, cite your sources. Like, these things get, you know... What's it called? Regurgitated so much on social media that, and and we're sort of like you know in the past five ten years we've kind of become conditioned to just believing all of this shit that just gets repeated. But where did it come from? Where did it originate? And what's the reason for what you're saying? And I know that like we've got a podcast, we've got to find things to talk about too. But try to think about a topic that is inquisitive and investigative and intelligent and interesting and all of these things and then people will want to listen but if people are just constantly listening to um i don't know the diatribes of of failure and and that kind of thing that's 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 the that's that's what resonates with a lot of people and that's what stays with a lot of people and what's more a lot, there's a lot of people in Montreal that don't even follow hockey. I, in my line of work, I have to make phone calls. I'm on the phone a lot with, with, with people often. And occasionally, I speak with people in Montreal. Every single time that I've spoken to somebody who is in Montreal, I ask them if they're a Habs fan, and they're like, oh, no, I don't follow hockey. I'm like, oh, that's crazy to me because it just seems to me like they're everybody everywhere. in Montreal yeah, should be into hockey. They all say, no, I'm not into it. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Then we start talking, and then they go, but you know that Carey Price blessed that trade for Shea Weber. They know that somehow, although they don't know, they don't follow hockey. How do they know? They listen to Tony Marinero, or they listen to somebody who listens to Tony Marinero. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They don't know, uh, although that's a very believable story that Carey Price blessed that trade, but it's just like they don't know anything about hockey. They can't tell me about anybody who's, who plays for the Montreal Canadiens, but they can tell me that story. You know, that's the kind of shit that gets repeated. And it's like broken telephone. How did we get on this topic? I forgot. Well, Veronica, we were talking about Chris Nyland, the officials. Yes. What about that? <laughs> so he was saying that that kind of shit happens all the time. And it's, it's not surprising to me to have a bunch of passionate, worked up people on the ice that would talk to each other that way. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not recommended, but... I can understand how it would happen. So to that and point, I was also speaking to people on the side and they were also like, yeah, that shit happens all the time. And it's happened for decades from yeah. people of experience that know this. I will vouch for them without naming them. I believe them. Doesn't make it okay. I trust you. <laughs> it doesn't make it okay, especially when it's caught on a hot mic. Sorry that technology brings out shit like this, 
but that's well, that's, and especially because Brendan Gallagher, Brendan Gallagher was right. He was right. He yeah, was he right was to right. be angry. He was right to be angry. And the ref knew it, and that's probably why he yeah. reacted that way. Yeah. Try and the fact that the ref like wouldn't even talk to him as the acting captain. Just, yeah. And like, and if and if it had happened, if it had hap- happened. Dirt, well, with time still left on the clock, Galley would have gotten abuse of an official. There is Likely. not a chance in hell that that ref would have said that to Shea Weber. No. no. God, no. no. And even further to that point, that's bias. Because I'm going to treat this, yeah. this representative of the team different than this representative of the team. Yes, again, oh, they're human. Doesn't fucking matter. God damn it. Unbiased officiating. Done. Doesn't matter who the fuck you're talking to. Unless yeah, it's Corey Perry, who is a point? minus one on Saturday. What's the point of being an arbiter? If you're going to be biased. Yep. That's a failure. It's a failure. Wes McCauley can stay. The rest of them got to go. All I'm ladies. only human. <laughs> born to make mistakes. I'm yeah, they can all fuck themselves. Yeah, honestly. They, they can all go fuck themselves. So do a, do a good job. So speaking of only human, let's talk about Nick Kiprios. Oh. Yeah. Nicholas Kip Kiprios <laughs> K- Kiprios Kiprios right? I think it's Kiprios. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah. so uh, he mentioned something last week that essentially took 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 what was left of the fandom after the collapse against Arizona, and just and just kicked it in the fucking <laughs> sack, just, just right in the sack, just right there. That's exclusionist, David. Right, right, right. Square in the balls. <laughs> and essentially, paraphrase, since I don't have the tweet in front of me, he mentioned that Shea Weber's injury is worse than anticipated. I believe that was a context of it. It's very bad. And it not only puts his season at risk, but also his career. And so as soon as that went out, because Nick Kiprios has a check mark. Everybody on the planet, except for a few people, lost their goddamn minds. Absolutely crazy. I read it, and I was like, well, what a way to top off the season. And then I thought, ah, wait a second. The other Dave on my shoulder popped up. He's like, (laughs) wait a second, David. Don't you recall... It does not happen unless the Habs say it happens. I'm like, oh, thank you, Shoulder Dave. And so I tweeted as such. And I waited until the Habs said something about it. And I don't know if it was that day. Well, that day, poor Paul, you know, the PR guy that never does PR, (laughs) takes to Twitter and he says, listen here, fuck-alls. It's not, he didn't say that. fuck. Yeah. Pretty much he said that. Shea Weber is going to be evaluated tomorrow, you idiot. Shut the fuck up. And that's pretty much paraphrased again. His and tweet. then they... He Paul said, Wilson, by the way. Uh, give him a follow. He is the uh, vice president of uh, communication and blah, 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 PR, blah, 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 something. Yeah, yeah. he's a good guy. Yeah, somebody And somebody friggin' sourced him. 
Hmm. Somebody, somebody's like, source, and somebody else is like, read his oh, bio, yeah. you fucking idiot. Yeah, he's the fucking Habs, you moron. God, Twitter is full of fucking idiots. I, oh, it drives me and then nuts. A couple of hours after Paul Wilson, or even maybe less, after he tweeted, Darren, du- Darren Dreger tweeted that Shane Weber was being evaluated by the same surgeon who performed his surgery a couple of years ago on his knee in Wisconsin. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Just the facts. That's the fact. That's all he said. Yep. And then just to, so just to, uh, because Dave, you didn't have it in front of you. Nick Kiprio said, sources say Shea Weber injury has his season likely over and his future in question. Told injury is related to foot that was surgically repaired in 2018. Mm. While waiting for swelling to alleviate and further mm. confirmation, surgery seemed unavoidable unavoidable going into this week now i recall monday on our episode that i was like we can't figure out what the swelling is about for weber's diagnosis because he was injured the week prior to that so two weeks ago i believe Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we didn't know anything about it it was like it was a black box and that sort of thing raises some red flags in my mind that nothing's mentioned Monday, they, they, they lose, and that sucks. And then Tuesday, I think, that's when that news broke. I think it was Wednesday that we figured out, you know, his timeline, right? Yes. Yeah. So, So. yeah, yeah. go ahead. So, just to, just to be clear, what the Montreal Canadiens said in the beginning, from the beginning, was that Shea Weber had an injury that couldn't be evaluated because the swelling was too severe and that he was going to be out until at least the Dallas game. That's what they said in the beginning. And then everything else snowballed, all of the conspiracy theories and all of the drama stories and everything else snowballed in between with Nick Kiprios. I woke up that day, or didn't wake up that day, but when I looked at Twitter that day and I saw that this shit was going on, I just thought, Nick Kip, who's talking to Nick Kiprios? Nobody. Yeah, Who, from the like, Habs organization. And just because please. just because he broke, quote-unquote, the Subban news three years ago, he's a likely because source Subban for everything else? Or four yeah, years ago Subban now. Jesus Christ. Four years. But, and then, and then, not to mention the Bob father. Yeah. He was reporting on this too, mm-hmm. which is what, and he reported on it before Kiprios, yes, which I did. think kind of uh, boosted Kiprios in, in, in wanting to say this stuff, saying it was a very weird tweet. I don't have it in front of me, but he said um, that, you know, Shea Weber, they're very, very concerned about Shea Weber. In the back of my mind, I'm like, hell yes, they're concerned. That's our captain and that's our number one D-man. They're going to be very concerned about the condition of this player. Duh. But then, it was after that that he said, um, you know, they're, they're just very, very concerned about his condition and everything else. Although all of the information out of Habsland is under lockdown. Yeah, as so where it are you always this? is. It, it's never news until the Habs say so. Exactly. People were like selling their jerseys and whatever. And I mean, not really, but I'm just like. <laughs> Nobody did that. I know, but I'm just saying, like, people were having, I'm trying to illustrate the meltdown-ness 
that was Habs Twitter. But we yes. were all there. Everybody was there. Um, but it's just like, I'm like, look, like this guy, we haven't heard from him in years. Um, I don't know anybody who follows him. Not that I know of anyway, but, uh, um, just like nobody close to the Habs organization has talked about this. So just wait, just wait. And then it was after his, I mean, it's, it was after his consultation, I guess, with the surgeon in Wisconsin that the news came out saying that he's going to be out four to six weeks. Now, people were skeptical about that as well, and, but it's just like, well, he just saw the guy, so he's got news now. And also, his phone was blowing up because people were informing him that Nick Kiprio said that his career was over. So, I... yeah, so they put something out, and it was by the end of the week. They didn't say they were going to do it at the end of the week. They said it was by the end of the week. Imagine making Shea Weber annoyed. Right? Like, I'd be terrified. He was very annoyed today. He, he, was, he was annoyed. He did not want to talk to anybody conference. today. He did, and I <sighs> am grateful, but I feel bad. I wish he didn't have to. Like, he literally gets out of this meeting with the doctor from thousands of texts or, or whatever. His phone was blowing up with people saying, hey, is your career over? Nick Kiprios says blah, blah, blah. And then Nick Kiprios, to his credit, did sort of kind of apologize today in saying that he's really sorry that he should have chosen his words better, but he basically still stands behind everything he said, which is like... Nick Kiprios, who are you? Why do you think? Why do you think that? Why would anybody think that the Habs organization is leaking information to you? I don't know. It was obviously very easy for everybody to believe because, like I like I tweeted out this week, like we talked about a couple of years ago now on this podcast, when Alan Walsh was dousing the city of Montreal with gasoline and then lighting a throwing a lit match on it. It's that. In the market of Montreal, you can say whatever you want, and people are going to believe it. And then when the Habs come out and say something, everybody's going to say they're lying. And that's the way it works. That's the other side of this whole thing, actually, is that I'm sorry to say, fans, but the Montreal fan base might be the most gullible of all fan bases (laughs) in the NHL, and it's fucking embarrassing. Embarrassing. Well, because sometimes we're too passionate. To we be... love too much. Oh, yeah. We're so passionate. We don't have to believe Nick motherfucking Kiprios. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's so much fear. Oh, my God. The fucking <laughs> guy that runs and... the tar machine in Montreal could tweet out something and somebody will believe it. And then oh, let's not be no. so mad. About how they said it was going to be four to six weeks, four to six weeks, and now it's been five days. Well, it might be four to six weeks That's for a, a regular whole human. Other conversation that we have to have this moment, because a lot of things were reported today that shocked me. Let me go to John Liu, because there's a whole <laughs> litany of shit right now. <laughs> All right, John Liu, a few days ago, the fifteenth. Happy Valentine's Day. Julian said yeah. Drouin suffered an ankle injury Wednesday in Boston. 
played through it Friday in Pittsburgh, but couldn't go Saturday after the pregame warm-up, which means, of course, he was a scratch on in, on Saturday. Now, Drouin, arguably, has not been all that great coming back, and then he played hurt last week. Okay, that's awesome. Ugh. Blah, 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 something else happened, blah, 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 some more things, blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. Today, Julian says there's a possibility that Weber could play Tuesday, so play tomorrow, along with Thomas Tatar. Now, now, oh my God. <clears throat> just, 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 oh my God. Weber saying that, that apparently he can play tomorrow. I do. I don't know. I do not know. He said he knows. He said he, he knows, knows. He's not 100%, but the doctors told him he wouldn't ruin anything by playing. Oh yeah. my god. He knows how how he how he is. And that's don't forget all that, that when he played on a matters. broken foot for 2 months. He played like a Norris candidate. Broken foot. He knows if he can play. Yeah. So that's the, that's now that's, there's no speculation needed in regards to that. If Weber says he's going to play, he's going to play and nothing on this planet can stop him or any planet that I can think of at the moment. No. Um, Saturn. Yeah. Like, like Mars. (laughs) Uranus. (laughs) Uranus. (laughs) (laughs) Because not Pluto anymore, unfortunately. No, no, no No, longer. I know. I know. I remember when Pluto was a planet. So do I. Pluto is always a planet. I'm old enough to remember that. It's a proto planet. Um, anyway, so, so yeah, I'm shocked that Weber's playing, but if he says he can play, he can play. Uh, A lot of people are concerned because, well, uh, the season's lost. Another topic of conversation. Is the season lost? Some interesting quotes came out of Habsland today in regards to that specifically. Whereas, I think I think it was either Claude or Weber, but I'm pretty sure it was uh, Julien that said that, in that if we don't have hope for the playoffs at this point in time, then what are we doing here? I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah, there's, like, no other way to actually say that, so it is And that's true. exactly right. It is exactly uh, what, right. What Weber said was, um, we have belief in here, and if we don't have belief, then we can't do it. Yeah, and that's it. And that's what matters. And that's it. Done. That's, that's it. That is. That, that is the entire story, and they're going to do everything they can, kicking and screaming, to get into the postseason, even now. And I'm looking at the yep. uh, looking yep. at the yep. standings yep. now. So okay, Philadelphia currently is in the wild card two spot with 71 points. The Habs are only nine points away from that. That's five games to win, and then they're in the second wild what about card the division. Oh, okay. Wait, what? What about the division? Oh, and then to reach oh ah eight points ah aha. See there you go. Ah, good point. Good point. It's only going to take like four or five wins to get back into it, and every other team in the league has to lose. So, I mean, d- duh, it's going to happen easily. <laughs> the thing is, it can happen. Yes, it can. And uh, again, Julien said stranger things have happened. I just yep. wonder 
what has Julien seen in his life to warrant this? Now, the reality of the situation... He's seen some strange we can, shit. Yeah, we can contemplate that. We can <laughs> contemplate that later. Um, the reality of the situation is that in about a week from now, we're going to be in a position of understanding what position we're at and what possibility we have. However, and this I mentioned to you guys a couple of weeks ago now in DMs, and then after the Habs strung a few wins together, uh, Brian Wild mentioned it also online, and that was that if the Habs are in a position to make the playoffs by the time the trade deadline comes, if they're in a position and if they're on an upward swing and if they're fighting, I don't think that Mark Bergevin is going to take their best players away and make any wholesale changes to this team. He's not going to do that to them. That's my opinion. And I think that um, Brian sort of echoed that sentiment when he said, you know, especially when it looked like they were doing like they were on a roll. Um, he said that Mark Bergevin wouldn't do that either. But that's what I think is going to happen in about a week from now. The Habs string a few wins together and they have a possibility and they believe that they're going to be able to do something. And Shea Weber comes back from an injury healing like the Wolverine. And we've got Byron and Drouin and, you know. Byron's big. I I think it's huge. And I don't think that huge changes happen, even though – you know, I listened to on TSN 690 today, more than one person say the season's been over since the 1st of January. The season's been over. The season's been over. The season's not over. The season's not over until the middle of April. The yep. season's not even over when you're mathematically eliminated. You still have games to play. You're professionals and you're athletes and you've got pride and you're there to do something special and you're trying to accomplish something. And so for all, for everybody, you know, the people here, it's over, it's over, it's over, it's over, it's over, it's over, repeated enough that they it's start to February. repeat it all as well. And it's February, and they're 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 going to have some tough games in their schedule, and nobody knows what can happen. But that's the thing is, nobody knows what can happen. Nope, you, that's you're, why we play you're the telling game. me what's happening. Nobody knows. That's why you play the game. And so the, this side sport about, you know, all, all, of the, all of the kids who have been trading Tatar and Scandella and whatever with their playing cards on the playground at school, playing GM, they don't know what's going to happen. Nope. And I don't think that anybody's going to be like the New York Rangers were a few years ago where they just threw their towel in in the middle of the season and told all their players that they were giving up on them <laughs> and told all their fans that they were giving up on their players in the middle of the season. That didn't, that didn't play very well with the players, I will say. But it's just like you don't know what's going to fucking happen. And don't, don't be sarcastic and cynical and, and talk about how Mark Bergevin talks about the St. Louis Blues and what happened last season. He's just illustrating the fact that anything can happen. Because everybody who said Tampa Bay was going to win the Stanley Cup, guess what happened? You don't know what's going to happen. That's why you have to watch the whole movie. Yes. So It um, irritates me no end. Anyway, if the Habs lose tomorrow, the season's over. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sick of them losing the fucking Detroit. It has... There ha, there's a line in the sand. And we've crossed it three times it's so far with over. Detroit. It's still not over. to Detroit tomorrow. Oh, I know. I'm being I'm being facetious here. However, oh. however, 
How? Period. Ever. Period. Losing to Detroit tomorrow would be bad. Yeah. Just like it always has been. Yeah. Anyway. Boston has also lost to Detroit more than once this season. So I think it, they, it, I think it was just the third time the other day, Friday or Saturday. Oh, so they tied us in losses. They tied Detroit. Montreal. Yep. However, they're at the top of the league and the Habs are looking for the berth. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Aside from that, anyway. Jake, uh, Jake Evans and Christian Folan have been assigned to Laval, which means that Shea Weber and somebody Paul Byron is going to be drawing into the lineup tomorrow. Or maybe more than Jonathan Drew in. Yeah. Either or. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how uh, practice looks tomorrow morning. Did they travel today? I think they did. Yes, they yeah, did. Yeah, they, yeah. Are, okay. they arrived in Detroit. They're already there. Um, Thomas Tatar. They did a. They, they had a video of Thomas Tatar wandering around Detroit and talking about his uh, his favorite places to go. I'm like, when did they film this? Because it's definitely not February. He's got on these interesting shorts that I feel like I wore when I was in 10th grade. Um, but they posted that on the Habs Twitter, so if you want to see that, nice. it's a good time. Nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're, they're in Detroit now. I've never been to Detroit. Thing. I've been in I've Detroit. I've been to the airport. To the airport. Big airport. Very big airport. Yes. Very big I walked from one gate to the other, and it took me a half hour. It's a big I'm airport. Sorry. I had to. I got to stay in the same place when I was there. I sorry. Um, I started walking, and I was like, "Jesus Christ, my arm hurts!" I'm like, oh yeah, I'm carrying all this stuff. How much longer do I have to go? Oh, no wonder they have trams in the airport. I'm walking around like a freaking idiot. Anyway. I've never been to Detroit. So, Dave, if the Habs don't lose to Detroit tomorrow, is the season still over? Uh, no, it's a playoff season if they win. Because oh, that's that's okay. part of my that's part of my formula if you've been paying attention. <laughs> okay. I have to I have to actually find that formula again. Yes. One second uh, from Metal Dave. One Dave zero one. Sanitize. Okay, yeah. So, okay, okay. Step one, beat the Devils. Step two, sanitize. Step three, beat the Red Wings. Step four, question mark. Step five, win the cup. That's the that's the that's the game plan for the rest of the season. I like it. So if we fuck up step three, my entire plan is off. Because <laughs> I don't. They're think, gonna win tomorrow. Because I, I don't think they have the flu. Also, Chloe Paul Byron's back. Friend of the podcast. And her friend the Megan flu? will be oh. going to the game tomorrow as well. Who? Chloe and Megan. Oh, nice. Nice. Habs are gonna win. Habs are gonna win. Yes. Yep. Especially yes. with Shea Weber back. He's just he's just That's gonna right. he's just gonna take um happy to see you and then just rip him in half. <laughs> yeah. And candy's gonna come out of Athens to see you and they're all gonna eat it and it's gonna be such a fun time. <laughs> and Julian's gonna look happy for a change. Him and a ref are going to shake hands. It's going to be awesome. I don't want to belabor this point, but I don't also want to not mention it. But Nick Caprio saying what he said about Shea Weber and his career, that was bad. Oh, yeah, that was dumb. That yeah. Was, that was top tier, like, awful. So You could report as much as you want up until a point. 
he crossed that point. Some people like came to his uh, defense, and I was like, uh, he, no, uh, he 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 did he did a bad. Yeah. And to his credit, I don't actually remember if we mentioned this. He did apologize, quote unquote, yeah. on the Instagram. Probably because Shea Weber went to his house. <laughs> it was it was a sort of apology mm. in that basically he just apologized for the choice of his words. He oh, said, yeah, after did, t- yeah, after a time to reflect, I understand yeah. how portions of my tweet added unnecessary stress to Shay, his family, and the team. While I still stand by the information that I received, thanks, Nick. I'd like to apologize to Shay. So he didn't. He sort of he just apologized for his choice of words, but by then, honestly, the damage was done. Shay like picks up his phone. I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna kill you. And then just hangs it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna find you. And when I do, I will kill you. I, I just s- saw that one yesterday. I have a certain set of skills. <laughs> yes. I can find you. What was it? Yeah, that was a good speech. I just saw it yesterday. Freaking on, on taken. AMC. Oh my god. <laughs> Liam Neeson. What a what a guy. I will find you and I will kill you. <laughs> I'll skin you alive and use your your use your um your muscles is bait for my bear hunting. If you if you ride a horse, I will catch you. Because <laughs> I can. It's been proven on national television. So I'm glad that Nick Kiprios apologized for that, and I hope that Nip, Nick Kiprios never tries tries to scoop anybody ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine. Imagination. <laughs> All right, we got five minutes. Imagineers, no Kiprios. Pro- I have a backup goalie proposition that I didn't get to talk about last week. Okay. If that's cool with you guys. Oh, yeah. We can just talk shit about Nick Kiprios for five minutes. <laughs> no, we're done with him. Okay. Andrew Hammond. No. No, thanks. Why? He hasn't he done flash in the anything since. Same thing with Mike Condon. Sorry, he hasn't done anything since, or even then, unfortunately. There's no backup going in the league I want, except for whoever plays for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Because apparently, because apparently those guys came oh, out of a fucking Elvis? pond. You know, in the back of the... Nobody's ever heard of these guys before, and all of a sudden, you know, they're really great. But, you know. Oh, damn it. Great song. Um, one of our listeners, Carrig, Carrig Ahern, Carrig Ahern, Carrig Ahern, Is had it? a bunch of questions when I said, "Oh, what are we going to talk about tonight?" He had a bunch to add, but we're not going to have time to oh, do it. Yes, yeah, it's basically all of the trade scenarios, which I'm not oh, even yeah. entertaining no, right now. I understand. I'm not entertaining any of them. I understand that. I mean. The thing is, unfortunately, tomorrow, uh, because of our schedule, we record the day. Oh, no. Yo! Oh, so next week is going to be our trade deadline episode, which is also our 100th episode. Today is episode 99. 99. It is uh, the great one episode, and we spent it (laughs) bitching about the refs. For a good half hour. Didn't even talk about the Habs all that much. I mean, they were there. Yeah, they were. They They're were gonna there. They're going to win tomorrow. Yeah, and they did not win last week. Let's actually take a look at that one more time. Let me take a That's look at my. That's the Veronica guarantee. One more time. Let me, take, let me just take a gander here. Yep, we lost every game last week. Yep. 
except for the stars game which we got a point one point out of eight is not a way to 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 do it and it's um jesus christ get your shit we together need... boys yeah yeah like the bruins yeah. like the bruins i get it they're they're good the Penguins, God damn it, Crosby and Malkin, I get it. I, and Latang on French night, I get it. He's going to come out and, and do it. The Stars, they were like a 50-50, but we know what happened there. Just, holy Christ. Yeah. The the game that, that blew my mind, and again, we, we, we spoke about it ad nauseum last week, was the game against the Coyotes. Six power plays, not one goal to show for it. And then the ref said, you know what? We shouldn't even put them on the power play because what's the point? <laughs> I guess. Well, they scored a power play goal against the Penguins. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's They did. That's just a fact. I'm going to spit out another fact. <laughs> spit it out. That is... Spit it um, out. Let's see. Bruins, Penguins, Stars game. So they were one in six on the power play between those three games, but they were actually one in twelve that week. And if we look at the past month, it's even worse. Oh God, the power play—it just—I don't get it. It was good for like a month, and then it just. At least the penalty kill is nice. Sometimes, no, actually, it's not good either. Every game we've had a power play goal against this week. It's bad. Well. Everything's bad. The special nobody, teams are bad. I don't know what to do about it. I don't they're know. They're very bad. If there Nobody's is anything. perfect all the time. Like, if there's, Maybe if there's anything that I want fixed <laughs> to be, like, above 20%, maybe. I asked for 15, I think, or 18 over the summer. That's not yeah. the case at the moment. Special teams. That's that's something that must be addressed in the off season. Period. The Point blank. We, Point final. Armia Thompson, Byron hurts on the on the penalty kill, but they don't like need him. Need him, but man, would he help? Yep. Oh my god. Okay, we're, now now we're now we are officially out. Okay, that was episode 99. That was episode 99. Go have snow. Go have snow. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>